Then a half an hour after that, I'm like, hey, by the way, I hope you enjoy all this thing. Join our Facebook group. And that Facebook community was over 300,000 people. Because I had to join the community on every single app. I basically said, here's our product. If you don't believe us, go in this Facebook community to, to check it out. So you have a whole fuck ton of people joining the Facebook community to see how it's going. And inside of that Facebook community were maybe 20 to 50 like diehard actual fans of the product. And we incentivized them with a 10% off if they just went in there and basically said positive things about everything that we fucking did. And then we had a separate Facebook group just for them, where we dropped in every ad that we were gonna run and they just dropped like 10, 15 positive comments. So every ad that went out the door had amazing social proof. And my estimated action rate is through the roof because for $0, I already got 15 positive comments and like 20 foot. So this is a great ecosystem that builds long-term value. So, so it builds your Facebook community for free. People pay for the right to join your Facebook community. They join your CRM list where even if you don't convert them, then you can hit them up for in perpetuity until your email person says, hey, like, I'm not gonna hit this person anymore. They're paying you for that opportunity. You're effectively breaking even at the top of it because you're actually still putting in a link to the website so somebody can make a purchase, even if they don't want the code, even if they're like, fuck this thing, but that looks good, I'll try to do it, right? listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're back in action with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. We got your host, Dylan, Zach in the house. Zach, man, this is going to be a fun one. You, you ready? Yeah, man, I, I don't think I can hang with today's guests. Oh, it's oh. going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> man. Take some children. Make some <laughs> I money. I hope, you, I, I hope you're ready to throw some shade, Dylan, because we're going to be... <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a heated one, but to make a nice intro, we have an actual Facebook disruptor here. This guy has managed well over $100 million in ads. He's the definer of best practices. He calls people out for their flaws, and he gives away a ton of good free information. He's been booted out of so many Facebook groups for providing that good information, but he's an interesting guy, and I can call him a friend. known him for a couple of years, but Charlie, it's what's true. good, bro? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, all of those <laughs> things are true. It's funny. You and I, I think, met in person at a conference a couple of years ago. We were sitting around some other guy that is also like trying like a mind meld thing, like his whole thing, which is awesome. And then we were chatting, and then all of a sudden, Dylan does this job. We're chatting, and he goes like, you're that guy that thinks like, whatever, because my Facebook like uh, video, profile video thing, and he pegged me. And it's funny, because he's basically found me getting booted from like Cat Howell's thing to Nick Shackleford's thing to Tim Bird's thing and eventually had to start my own because no guru would let me in their group because I was providing too much fucking value undermining their bullshit. And like, uh, like Dylan was one of the OG folks from Austin that got me in. Uh, they, they, they inspired me to basically build my own thing and now I've got like 12,000 people. So yeah. thanks, Dylan. No problem, man. Hey, sexy Facebook tactics, man. He, 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 the, way, the way you phrase it was just a gold mine, but... Yeah, I remember all that value, and then all of a sudden you didn't hear from Charlie in those groups, and turns out you got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, every one of those people, which is hilarious because almost every one of them is in my group, and almost every one of them is a follow for me on Twitter now because I started a new Twitter because I was like, fuck it, I should get on Twitter. Like, uh, I should probably have been on DTC Twitter like five years ago, but whatever. 
I'm on there now, and like now they're all following me. And then it's funny, like I chat with them all. They'll never like I see them at like conferences and they'll come up and be like, hey man, how's it going? And then like I'm like, hey, you feel like I'm blocking me? And then fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Snapman, give everybody an idea of who you are, kind of what you're getting into, so people have some context. Sure. So uh, first off, you call me at Facebook Disruptor, which is actually the term. So Facebook has a thing that they call the, the Disruptor Group, which is the top 130 advertisers on the platform. And it's people from all over different verticals that have a whole bunch of different things. And the, basically what they do is the Facebook Disruptors are when they have a new product or when they have a new strategy or a new thing, the engineering team, the measurement team, whatever, come up with. They bring it to Facebook Disruptors and basically we're the people that see things before an alpha that kind of come in and be like, okay, this is how you could use it. This is what we can be doing. And then after, basically, as they go through development from alpha to beta to full release, where the people, when you see like, oh, this is a case study, this is the best practice. When your rep teaches you how to use a new tool, it's because they're quoting the work that a Facebook, that a, the Facebook disruptor group did. So like, I'm lucky there's enough to be- There's 130, there's 130 of them. There's 130 of them. We should see how uh, many we could get on the, on the podcast. That would, be, <laughs> that would be like hilarious. Yeah. You're well, the only I'll one tell so you far. This about, about, a hundred of them are students of mine. So like for what it's worth, I'm a very loud member in that group. Uh, and uh, they, they all know me, which is great. Uh, there are some people in there that are absolutely brilliant. I, I would say um, everybody's got, everybody in that group is sort of like, oh, super specialist in something, right? And there's a few people that have overlaps and shit. And like, so yeah, there's some people that are great in, 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 in the deployment of things. And some people that are great in testing of things. Some people that are great in ideation and measurement and all sorts of things. And, and like where my specialty really lies is is in experimentation, um, appropriation of tools, and then also just automation and workflow and scaling, like efficiency and, and spend. So basically, like I'm a business objectives guy, right? So like there are other people that are going to be really a lot better at like you know there's their creative folks, right? Or there's copywriter folks, or there's like people that are really awesome at doing the back end development piece. I'm a terrible copywriter. I'm a horrible coder. The last time I really was programming was when I programmed my TI-83 to cheat my way through a calculus in high school. <laughs> like, uh, I, but like, you know, so you got to know where your strengths are and your weaknesses are. And so one thing I think nobody will disagree with is when, when I come to the table, my primary focus is how do I automate all of your workflow and increase business objectives and get you out of the bubble of day-to-day -day thinking so that you can use what Facebook does best and get mm. out of your own fucking way. I'm a yeah. huge believer. My biggest thing is utilize the tools and train the platform because it's a machine learning. It's a slow learning dog. Just teach it to shit outside and you'll make a fuck ton of money. Everybody that's trying to hack this thing is spending a lot of fucking time working against the best practice. They're basically saying, I understand that Facebook is the greatest tool ever devised by man to generate intent. But I think they're wrong in like 20 different ideas. So let me chase my tail and work 20 hours a day to not do as well as this other person that says, if I spend more than an hour on my Facebook campaign, uh, account on a daily basis, I'm wasting my fucking time, which is my position. I think if you spend honestly more than 90 minutes on Facebook, you better be building ads for 45 minutes. Mm. But, you know, that's me. And, you know, for what it's worth, I'm going to beat out the people that are working their ass off. What kind of <laughs> brands are you working with these days? Is it products? Uh kind of curious there yeah so products services opportunities i mean across the verticals you know back in the day i can drop big names that i used to work with and i won't necessarily mention the people i'm working with now but like i i was like supervisor for nissan supervisor for cbs i was working with the levi's team activision team um i man there was a point in time where at the same time i was in that agency i was a senior there and i was managing uh domino's uh pizza hut 
which is a complete conflict of interest, but whatever. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Jack in the Box and Disney movie, Disney movie Club, uh, MGM Hotels. Now, what do uh, some of these brands spend? Like budget I mean, one. CBS was spending a million dollars a day. <laughs> like, so, how can we get that on ad card? By the way, like, yeah, can we just like get the, I mean, seriously, right? Can we just no, uh, can we just I like mean, take guys, that off of Facebook? Those guys are spending credit cards. Like, it, they get to the yeah. point where they're doing lines of credit, right? I mean, they're doing insertion orders against like, mm. and, and, and it sounds fancy, but honestly, it's an insertion order on a reach and frequency campaign where you just drop in a lot of zeros. And then, like, yeah. you just cover your ass. Dude, um, can you imagine making two two and a half percent on a million a day, like on on just card, <laughs> like Mastercard would call me, like, what? Yeah, no, it's it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, oh my but, god! But I mean, that's and, and that's also like show launches and stuff like that. For instance, like I did the launch for Stephen Colbert when he went took over the Late Show, right? Um, and then like, I think I did code black and Supergirl. I did like sweeps week for like, uh, uh, wheel of fortune and jeopardy and all of these things. And, and during those times, they just want everything. Right. And, yeah. and that's why I love it when people talk about like, Oh, well, I've saturated my audience or I have creative fatigue. I'm like, I spent a million fucking dollars against the United States and I got a 70% saturation rate. Fuck you. You're never going to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, this is like. Starting off even better. Oh, oh my gosh, this <laughs> is, this so is what funny. I do all the time. By the way, I got a weekly live. I do every Saturday. Uh, I'm periscoping it, and then also uh, it's on my Facebook group. And I got a fun show that I'm doing with another guy from Austin, Raba, um, who's been a long time group member. And we got a show called yeah, The Porch, yeah. and it's basically like best practices and literature. Yeah. And then I got a segment there which I'm trying to really kind of take on, which is just as I call it, Guru Busters, where I find some asshole on Twitter screeching some shit to his like. 20 to 50,000 followers, and I just light them up. Like this last week was a segment called, it was from an uh, ad account called, or it was from a, a Twitter account called uh, Ads Alchemist. And it's just a lot of good stuff. But I, I, they were saying, yeah, make lookalike audiences off of like video views and issue and ad decarts. I'm like, don't. It's fucking stupid. And you're going to be chasing your tail. And here's 10 minutes why it's fucking bullshit. Too long, didn't read. Uh, only make audiences and optimize towards things you actually want to happen. And add to cart is somebody that abandoned cart nine or, tw- you know, nine times out of 10, 19 out of 20. Like, do I really want to make a lookalike audience of people where one out of 20 of them is actually going to give a fuck who I am? No, fuck that. Test against broad. Once you get enough actions, then, you know, make a lookalike or something like that. But there's all these people that try to massively overthink things and overly complicate it. And the honest truth is it's a machine learning. Automate, like you can assist it with automation and spend the most amount of money in the fewest fucking places so that you can actually scale your efficiency. It's not about scaling spend. It's about scaling efficiency. It's far mm. easier and better for your bottom line to go from a $20 CPA to a 19 to, or, or $20 to an 18. Getting a 10% increase in efficiency is far better for your bottom line than keeping the same efficiency and increasing your spend by 10% because there's costs of goods. There's operating costs. There's a million things. There's interest on your credit, a million other things that go mm-hmm. into it. And if you scale your efficiency by 10%, maybe you can double your spend because yes, you will mm. lose efficiency once you increase your budget, but it's estimated action rate times your budget. If you get a higher estimated action rate, you can increase mm-hmm. your budget and maintain the same bid in an automated setting. So increase your efficiency, ramp up at the bottom of the funnel, build an amazing system, and then just feed that bid. And that's so much easier than like 
uh, like lookalike audience testing and going after interest groups and trying to compete with billion dollar companies that are spending a million. Like when I was working with New Balance, they'd spend $50,000 a day on interest testing so they could do market research. They didn't give a fuck about your bottom line. <laughs> they just wanted to know women this age or people interested in this or like whatever it was. They're doing customer surveys that basically through Facebook target. You're competing with that asshole and a thousand other of them trying to like, well, my CPMs might be yeah, yeah. like nobody gives you shit. So anyway, fun stuff. <laughs> I'm super excited about this ad that I sent you guys because I've been t- I'm yeah. trying to go over it and, and I and I got into this chatbot thing because it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and like I see so many people making the mistake of like trying to compete with Jeff Bezos. So I'm like, I'm gonna prospect in the Black Friday. It's like fuck you, you already lost. Like, and then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to mark my product down 40%. Like, fuck you. That's stupid. Why pay people more money to take, to make more of your profit? Like if you're going to sell something for a hundred bucks and now you're only sell for 60 and instead of yeah. making this up for 20 bucks, cause it's black Friday now it costs you 40. You, you just completely cut your profit margin by like everything. And people are always bragging about these ridiculous Facebook ROI numbers. And it's like, well, what are your costs of goods sold? What is everything else on, on top of your business? Like how much are you spending? For your to, to pay your email staff, what is your delivery cost on things? Well, how much are you spending on Google branded search? How many times that one conversion? How many places are you getting credit for? So when somebody's like, I just saw this other thing from Common Thread Collective that some new person's like, well, Black Friday delayed attribution is the highest in the year, and I said, well, that's absolute bullshit. And they're like, well, no, look, here's our report. And I'm like, yeah, but how much more are you spending and brand awareness, and how much are you smashing these people in emails? How much? Like, yeah, your delayed lift goes up 20%, but also your duplicitous, like, conversion. If you put up the conversion value of every single channel on that first day, how much over, like, say your Shopify says you made 1000 bucks, but your email says it made 800 Google says it made 500 Facebook says it made 800 Like, clearly, you didn't make two grand. <laughs> so, like, quit fucking lying to yourself, right? And so, like, I had to explain that to them, and Taylor didn't quite believe me, and so I was like, fine, that's okay. Uh so anyway, this chatbot thing was just like, why compete with people in a high intensity marketplace? Like understand people, the theory behind the like lead, build up your retargeting pools and get traffic and all that stuff. And then capitalize on a Black Friday makes sense. Totally makes sense. But understand like when you see somebody dropping some Facebook thing with like a 28 ROI on a link click campaign, cause they sent it to some website. It's like, yeah, that did that, that drove like $100,000 in sales. But you also had to pay a team of email people to get there. You had to use some Google stuff. And you're giving Facebook credit for a sale on somebody that clicked 27 days ago. That can they open 12 emails and search a dozen fucking times. Like, yes, Facebook drove that, that but it's not incremental to your business model, right? And it's oh. super expensive and super low conversion rate, right? So say it cost me $2 to get a click, right? Say it's a dollar click. Let's be stupid. Let's say it takes 25 cents a click right? And you get a 4% conversion rate, right? Like an open, a 4% open rate and, a, and like a 10 the bottom line is it might cost you 100 to $150 on a link click campaign to drive one sale. Now say your AOV is 100 bucks. Your link click campaign costs, costs you $50 a customer. So yeah, you might hit a 28X, but you lost money on every single motherfucker that came into your system. Like that's stupid. So instead what I was showing you guys was like this uh, Facebook oh, yeah. ad. Where we're... If everybody knows, we're going to go yeah. ahead and segment to the rich ad segment, and we're going to talk about chatbot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so, so like, and, and by the way, I used to work in, like, talk radio. I was a Sirius XM radio host before this and a touring musician, so, like, I can talk to a fucking bear wall for four hours so I don't have to take a breath. So, like, <laughs> uh, so, so the point of this chatbot thing is, bottom line, first off, chatbot open rates 80 90%. Conversion rate on chatbot because somebody shows an intent to opt in, 
80 to 90%, right? And I think the example I showed you was a 90% open rate, 83% conversion rate of those that open, right? Those are in that wheelhouse, not better than average, not worse than average, right in the wheelhouse of things, right? And I think the number is, let me double check on it because I did message you before, but like we spent about $15,000 on growing people into this chatbot, right? And out of that $15,000, we got about 2,700 people that opted in with about 2,200 sales, okay? So it's an 80, roughly an 83% conversion rate. The AOV was $72. So let's do a quick math. That's $160,000 on $15,000 ad spend. Now that's a 10X, which I would love to take credit for, but that was also a month-long campaign and there was probably three, four people that are getting paid 80 grand a year to do email stuff. But still, so, so the margin above cost is still about four to five X. Right, because of uh, because of everything else, right? And then you have your COGS, which is about one third of that. So let's take that down to truly, it's about a two and a half X. At the end of the day, every dollar you gave me, I gave you two and a half dollars back in a system where I grew the CRM base where that, that's the first purchase. Now, if I can get to that person to make a second or a third or a fourth purchase, because they're in my CRM database and roughly 20% of those customers have an LTV over $200, the lifetime value of that's probably about five Xing my initial cost, right? And so, that's a system that's far easier to maintain, far more profitable than an email campaign. We have to make a lead gen page. You're doing a link click to some page, you set up a flow, then you're testing your different flows. Some of them work, some of them don't. And then out of those emails, half of them are real, half of them aren't. And then those people get an email from you like three weeks later and you have to give something away just to get that email, right? So we're not even talking about like the fucking dirt bike the Common Thread Collective is giving away to get your fucking email address, which is another like 10 grand or five grand or whatever, plus paying the influencer talent to do it. So that's maybe another five or 10 grand. You're in the whole $20,000 before you spend a penny on getting these clicks, which let's call it 25 cents a click. You're going to lose 50 cents on the dollar just to get to that ecosystem, right? And if that's a one-time purchase, your Facebook number is going to look great and you're going to sell the shit out of a course to people that don't know any better, but you're running a terrible fucking business. So my point to this is this chatbot flow. Chatbot flow is super low friction. There's a there's inside of chatbot, especially in ManyChat, which I think we met at the ManyChat conference, yeah. if I remember correctly. Uh, and I've been using it ever since, and I know Alexi and, and, and all these people. So, like, they have a growth tool that's called Comment to Opt-in, right? Now, you can't tell. Now, the, the ad that I did send you guys does say comment in the text, but the, Facebook has now penalized you for saying that. And they won't flag it, but it will make you, like, a two to three times X on, on your CPMs because it's a low-quality ad because you're trying to inspire some conversation, Okay. Now, when we break this thing out, it costs roughly about $4 to get a comment, which you might think, well, well, fuck, like that's crazy, but I'm running on a conversion objective. So it's $4 to get a comment from somebody who's likely to make a purchase. And there's a link click to the website inside of the ad. So this ad actually got a 0.8 on its own. Mm -hmm. So while we're talking about the $160,000, that's everybody from the chat flow. That's not including the like $12,000 or $13,000 that we made immediately from it on a one-day post click off of the link click inside of the ad before somebody even opened the flow, right? So like we basically broke even getting lead gen that we then 10X, right? And then it's actual 5X you include LTV plus COGS and overhead, you know, uh, paying people to do the fucking work, all that shit, right? So the idea here with this is the overall layout is if you have an ad, what we did was, I think it was called a $100,000 giveaway, okay? So we basically said, we're gonna give away a hundred grand. All right, I got your attention, all right? Now inside the video, pretty girl saying, hey, comment below to get your like free money. Awesome, I'm gonna comment below, pretty girl, tell me what to do. 
He also says, hey, these are my favorite ways to spend the money. So I'm already incentivizing you. I'm keying you into the products. Now, the, the, what we did was, these are all, what we did was we made 10,000, uh, we made 10,000 um $10 gift cards inside of like an Excel spreadsheet, right? Do they, so, for them to use those, do they have to spend X amount or is it? You uh, got it. In yeah. order to use it, you have to spend 75 bucks. Our products are $65. Ah, uh, okay. Hell yeah. So yeah, oh, fuck, that's great. I'm gonna spend 65 bucks. Oh, I can't use the thing. If I want free shipping and 10% off, I gotta drop another 30, 40 bucks. And every asshole, like so many of these people will drop an extra $40 for free shipping, which is stupid. You're paying for the shipping, right? So the point is now I'm inspiring an AOV. I said this AOV was 62 bucks on the purchase, right? So that's if you have to spend at least 75 to get the, the discount. And so people were going in there buying the $65 product with the markup was maybe like 2X. But then they were adding like low budget pro products. Like this cup is like a dollar, right? And the manufacturing cost. Suggested retail value 15 bucks. Add one of these to your $65, then you're a little over seven plus tax. I 14, 15X my cogs on this. I'll sell a thousand of these motherfuckers at $15 a pop, and that's 14 grand profit, okay? So right. that's a, what, what we call perceived value. You definitely got to throw those things in. And so many people don't fucking understand the value of that. I was talking to somebody before, like, uh, it, there's a million ways of doing that, but find some auxiliary product to your to your brand that you can throw in for fucking nothing. An ebook is a great way. It's a $20 ebook. You get it for free. Just spend $100 plus free shipping on something that I paid $30 cost of goods delivered to your front door for 50 bucks. I 2X the thing, and I'm giving you a 20% discount because you're getting a fucking PDF. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the point of this is, pretty girl telling you, do this thing. Now, it's a ten, it's a $100,000 giveaway. So we have 10,000 cards. We only got 3,000 subscribers. So we, we still had 7,000. So we only gave away, theoretically, 30 grand. But what we're doing is we're incentivizing the person on which products to buy that we do make a ridiculous markup on. And then we say we have to spend a specific amount but that amount just happens to be slightly over what our normal cost products are. So now you have to add things to your cart in addition to that. So you're giving, you're basically, we break even on giving you permission to pay us to join our CRM list where I'm gonna three X you on, two and a half X you on lifetime value. Mm. So you're paying for the opportunity for me to make a shit ton of money off of you. And I'm giving you a hundred grand of which basically you have to spend like $750,000 to like receive. So all of this is super simple. There's the ad, the comment to opt in, and then your reply to that is just basically when somebody opts in, I think one of the biggest failures is people inside of chatbots will make this like huge elaborate fucking flow of all this crazy shit. It's like, you don't need any of that. Don't, don't make it hard for somebody to whip out their fucking credit card and pay you. Like the whole thing should happen in 10 minutes or less, five minutes or less, three clicks and I'm done. So you comment on the thing, that the page pings you, and it says, hey, reply with this keyword, in this card, maybe a gift card, right? To get your, you, to get your free money. And they're like, all right, that's awesome. So they, then they do that, then there's a flow that says, all right, is this your email address? Or is there one that you prefer us to send it to, right? So then it automatically pops in, so the person can opt in once by writing back, and then getting that second opt-in, because you need a double opt-in for, for chatbots, is they confirm their email address of where they want the gift card to be sent to them. Now they're gonna give you a real email address because they actually wanna receive this gift card. And by the time somebody clicks that, their conversion rate is so fucking high, it's like 80, 90% because they're trying to buy something. You're literally mm. saying you can't buy yet. You have to do this thing. They're like, holy fuck, just give me the thing so I can save the money so I can go you know, spend the money, right? 
So your conversion rates are astronomical with astronomical uh, open rates. I mean, it's called astronomical, but it's really just email 20, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and so then the flow is just basically like, okay, great. Here's your thing. By the way, here's your gift card. Uh, you can also see in your email, click this link and we've automatically applied it to your cart. Here are the products you can buy that it, that it applies to. Now I'm sending you to a catalog page of like half a dozen different options, all of which are just a little bit under. And then we see, and then we do uh, post-transactional upsells to suggest like, hey, look, if you want to use your gift card, you have to spend X amount of money, nice many check cut. Then mm -hmm. here's the, like the $15, $20 items uh, that can get you above the things so you can use the gift card. And you're like, well, fuck, I'm getting this product. I need this auxiliary product that's going to provide more value for me. Sure, I'll do that thing. It's basically free. It's a $12 thing to give me $10 off and get free shipping. I'll do it, right? Now, I've already hooked you. I've already upsold you. And I know that I'm going to probably get two and a half sales off of you later. So, and when you click on that button, it brings you to the checkout page with the discount code already applied with your cart already 90% of the way to getting that discount. In addition, afterwards, about 10 minutes later, I say like, hey, uh, or half an hour later, hey, if you haven't used your card yet, uh, like go to this page, check it out. Here's other products you can buy. So now, even if you made a purchase, I'm pinging you again later to check out the suite of other uh, other offerings. Then a half an hour after that, I'm like, hey, by the way, I hope you enjoy all this thing. Join our Facebook group. And that Facebook community was over 300,000 people. Whew. Because I had to join the community on every single ad. I basically said, here's our product. If you don't believe us, join this Facebook community to, to check it out. So you have a whole fuck ton of people joining the Facebook community to see how it's going. And inside of that Facebook community were maybe 20 to 50 like diehard actual fans of the product. And we incentivized them with a 10% off if they just went in there and basically said positive things about everything that we fucking did. And then we had a separate Facebook group just for them where we dropped in every ad that we were gonna run and they just dropped like 10, 15 positive comments. So every ad that went out the door had amazing social proof. And my estimated action rate is through the roof because for $0, I already got 15 positive comments and like 20 clicks. So this is a great ecosystem that builds long-term value. Amazing. So, so it builds your Facebook community for free. People pay for the right to join your Facebook community. They join your CRM list where even if you don't convert them, then you can hit them up for in perpetuity until your email person says, hey, like, I'm not going to hit this person anymore. <laughs> They're paying you for that opportunity. You're effectively breaking even at the top of it because you're actually still putting in a link to the website so somebody can make a purchase, even if they don't want the code, even if they're like, fuck this thing, but that looks good, I'll try to do it, right? And then you're giving a gift card where somebody has to give you effectively 30 to $50 profit over cost of goods sold because they have to cross that like threshold. And you're basically offering them the deep discount plus something you marked up 20%, like 20X, or in this case, 15X. So your acquisition cost is covered in, like if it cost me $4, say it cost me 20 bucks to get a sale. 15 of that's paid for by you upcharging to this thing. So now it costs me $5, right? Like that's crazy math. And, and so like my point to it is you can use this on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just basically saying like, hey, look, do you want your Black Friday gift card? Do you want your Black Friday code? Like you have Black Friday and you're going to have those opportunities and those products available for purchase right now. You, you should. But what you can do is basically say, like, hey, do you want the code to use for the Black Friday sale today? Comment below. And everybody's mm -hmm. like, well, fuck yeah, I want to do that. And you just hit retarget everybody that's ever engaged with you, anybody that's been to your site, anybody that has shown intent to buy, that hasn't purchased, and maybe lookalikes of buyers and broad audiences. But you use that with a link to the store. So if you can even break even on that, you're sending people a discount code so they can, if they spend a certain amount of money, 
save mm-hmm. and get the Black Friday discount. And then on Black Friday, you're not somebody that likes losing money. So instead of offering deep discounts on your product, you're offering upsell bundles. You don't sell, <laughs> Do you, you, don't uh... sell you don't sell this product for 15 bucks and then mark it down to 10. You say this thing's 15. Right. How about buy two, get one free? Now I got $30 out of you that cost me three bucks to make. And you, I'm, you're paying me for the right to save that money. Yeah. Do you, um, did you say you use gift cards or do you use discount codes? For uh, the, we call it a yeah. gift card because people like that. But, and then yeah. the gift card, it was literally just like a, an image that we would send to people. And it was like, Hey Zach, here's your gift card. And it was like, whatever. And it was a, it was like a, it was an image of a card with a code on it. Right. Like here's your ten, free 10 bucks or whatever it is. But it was also a non-dynamic code that was like, you know, save $10 or some, some, some stupid fucking thing, right? And nobody knows so until they've gone through it. But then you get an email that's personalized. So we had a generic code and then we had a personalized code. That, and that personalized code referenced a Google spreadsheet that we, or, or you know, some Excel spreadsheet that chopped into the Shopify. So it was like a discount code. I'm not a developer. Somebody figured that part out. But the point is we could then track how many people came in through before the sale went live. So, so maybe the sale goes live Thursday, you know, at 6 p.m. before Black Friday. But we offer this for the like three weeks moving up to it. So we can see how many people took the sale to this non-indexed uh, page because we had a, like a Black Friday sale page, a non-indexed page on Google. How many people went to that page and used the discount code? Those are all the sales that come from the chatbot before the opportunity. Then we can see everybody that used the gift card because they actually used that gift card code, mm. right? So then we can see the incremental value of this chatbot on our overall ecosystem. And if we're doing this on top of everything, if you are running a successful ecosystem as it is, then this is purely incremental to that. And then when Black Friday comes, you turn off all your prospecting, you do what's called a broadcast where you can send out a message to everybody that's on your chatbot and and you you can have them opt into a one-time broadcast. And your broadcast basically says like, hey, the sale is live, go to the page, and now I just hit 3,000 people that are ready to purchase without having to spend a penny on fucking prospecting. They paid me for the right to be a part of that email blast Ooh, or that uh, chatbot broadcast. My so God. now I'm just retargeting everybody that comes in the back end, and those are all the people that are already shown interest, plus all of their friends and everything else. So now I'm just retargeting everybody for the first 48 hours of Black Friday when everybody else is paying $50 CPMs at, at like a super low fucking conversion rate. I'm just retargeting the assholes that weren't ready to buy two weeks ago. They're on board now and they're going to pay inflated prices. Cause yeah, the thing that I was doing buy to get one free for 15 bucks is now buy to get one free for 20. Cause I, I you know, like why the fuck not? Right. Like <laughs> what's, what's, what was that gift that was going around? It was like 499 fucking TV. And then on black Friday, it's 699 marked down to 499. Like, yeah, that's great. And, and really that actually a 499 TV and on black Friday, it's 899 for two. Right, like that's the hack. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, or, or like a thousand dollars for two of them made a forty dollars at a forty percent discount, and then you get like a gift card for something else. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to twelve months, then check out Ad Card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back 
of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. This is freaking gold right here, and it's almost too good. I want to hear what's too bad right now, Charlie. What's something? I want to know that Charlie's not. Yeah, sure. I, let's let's dive into this poor ad. Segment. You know what, Charlie? We used to do our our poor ad segment was a roast where sure. we were just like we were just shitting on poor ads, um, and then like we switched it up because uh, we just felt like we were mean. Um, but I feel like we should do a tribute to our previous like. Poor ad roast here because I feel like Charlie could rip for quite some time. We have yeah. no ad to showcase, but what's a shitty ad you've seen recently, Charlie? That I you mean, can... there's a bunch of shitty ads that I've seen, and I will I will preface this. So many times the shitty fucking ad makes all the fucking money. So, yep. like, let me preface this: is every media buyer will tell you, like, okay, well, we had twenty ads, two of them were dog shit, but like, whatever, we ran them, and those are the ones that float fucking everything. <laughs> like, like, and I'll say this: my favorite bad ads are typos, where the image is sideways. I oh, dude, let me tell you about this bad ad that was an absolute fucking crusher. Can I can I, can I flip it for a second? Yeah, terrible fucking ad, absolute fucking crusher. All right, I was doing an audit for this guy. And it was like a, an energy drink company, right? Or, uh, um, and uh, I hope he's not upset with me for saying this, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not going to be 30 minutes into this thing. I don't know. I have fucking disciples. I'll go over every fucking word that I said. So forgive me, fella. Uh, I already told you it was a great idea and that I was going to use it. So hopefully we're okay. Bottom line, barring this one person, I, whatever. It went out to like a million people. I'm not fucking like, you know, giving away golden fucking nugget secrets, right? So what he did was during the election, when they were having like fact-checked ads, right? It was like fact-checks, like this thing is bullshit, whatever. He said, hey, we're doing a giveaway. And the ad was written in a way that it was covered. It's like fact-check. And then the bottom of it was like, click this thing to see like what the bullshit was, right? So it was built like an election ad of Donald Trump lying to you. And in conversion objective campaigns, I won't give away his numbers, but let's just say he was getting a shit ton of clicks for a dollar. <laughs> because everybody wanted to know what the fuck was going on, right? So they weren't buying. They were just like, oh, this is bullshit. What is it? Like, they're just fucking... So his conversion rate was dog shit, but he was getting clicks for probably 120th, 150th of what the rest of us assholes were paying. And it was a misspelled... I think it was misspelled... Had the thing that was like, this is misleading information. Click to find out, like the fact check. Garbage ad that talked shit about his company. Crushed. Absolutely crushed. Yeah. So perfect time, perfect place. I, is that is yeah. that actually against policy to kind of cloak, not cloak the ads, but make them look like that as a, something like that? Or, I mean, none of his got rejected. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know if it's against the policy to like, I mean, it didn't. Ha it's not like on YouTube where you can't put a play button, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not like he was mocking like a call to action. It was literally like, oh, this is bullshit. And then the headline was like, you know, fact checker, blah, blah, blah. Right? Whatever it was, it was built specifically okay. as though it was somebody trolling you and lying to you. And Facebook is coming in and you'd be like, actually, they're full of shit. Click this button to see why. Now, maybe one out of 50 people actually was interested in the product. But the fact is, you went to that thing and you got to see about it. And it was like this long form, like affiliate style landing page where you got an email and you did all this, like, all this, like, you know, the gray hat shit that we've all, you know, been through, whether you're selling acai fucking berry juice or trying to hack your fucking <laughs> CBD ads or whatever the fuck things are, right? And it fucking, it, not only was it getting super clean clicks, but because the action rate was so fucking high on it, the bid was nothing. I mean, the CPMs were one third of the rest of his ads. His conversion rate was dog shit. But because like one out of 10 people fucking clicked on the ad or one out, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's one, one out of 10. Let me not lie. Like a hyperbolic amount of fucking clickers, right? The click through rate on it was like in the 30s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like insane numbers. So dog shit ad, calling the company a liar, sending you to a site that's like, this is how they're full of shit on a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that the man did, that was probably his best effort and a company that's definitely profitable. Man. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like, there's so many things wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Like in my mind as a marketer, I'm just like, you're breaking like so many bad rules. Oh here. yeah. It's, it's, it's great. And then like, I mean, and then you see other brands that kind of do something similar, like liquid deaths ads are amazing. I love those guys. And like, they, like they've been they've been sponsoring my band for like a long time. I always get like free cans from them and stuff, which is great. Um, because they're friends with my fiance because like they're she was a bartender here in LA and those guys, you know, it's just it's a small scene, right? Uh, but their ads are like this, uh, this this taste, this there's, there's no flavor. Like if you haven't seen the liquid death ads, go and abandon cart on some liquid death pages and just they're hilarious. They're like back when Taco Bell used to just troll motherfuckers on Twitter. Like, that's what the ads are. Like, this is garbage. Like, it's just every negative review possible. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, fuck that guy. I'm clicking on this. Like, you're already you're emotionally bought in. Because you're like, well, yeah, it's not whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're already emotionally bought in on the brand side. So, like, they're getting you in to dig it. And they're selling fucking water in a can. It looks and like getting you. I was like, if you get pulled over with that, man, you better It'd be very obvious. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like liquid death. fucking spring water from Austria. <laughs> That's <laughs> you could probably chop that somewhere right now. Oh yeah. man. Well, it's, kind of, liquid it's, death. it's a good yeah. way. I'm curious. We're going to take this next one. So where we love to have, you know, financial tips, financial principles, what kind of financial tips are in the world of Charlie? You could got kind of go off based off your expertise, based off what you're getting into these days. I mean, the one thing that I, uh, I mean, if I were to do something, here we go. I got this out because this is my Facebook live from last week or my, my, my live. Okay. This is, I want to explain to you why a super high ROAS on Facebook is terrible for your business and how 90% of marketers that are bragging about their bullshit, either A, don't understand business economics or two, are knowingly bullshitting you tell you some course on some work that I did with my one of the disruptors did two fucking years ago. It's already fucking out of date before they finished their course. Fun, fun fact, by the way, side note, those that can't do, teach. For what it's worth, all right? 
So if somebody if somebody's on stage preaching fucking courses, it's because they can't fucking do their job. I don't have time to sell courses because I'm too busy actually being good at this. Okay. <laughs> so like that's why I don't, people are like, why don't you make courses? I'm like, well, because best practices this month might be completely out the gate in three months, six months, a year from now. If I spend all this fucking time doing things I'm not good at to sell some courses, somebody. Maybe I'll 10x my money, but I'm going to lose all of my opportunity costs to give up actually being good at this thing. To sell somebody something that's out of date is bad for business for me. So my my mortgage is being paid by me actually being good at my job. I don't need to go out there like a fucking door-to-door salesman on vacuum cleaners fucking trying to scam motherfuckers one, one person at a time. So anyway, this is what we call an ecosystem ROAS, all right? It's going to be super fucking simple, and I don't know if this is reversed or whatnot, but we'll figure it out. This is literally done on a fucking sticky note, all right? Now, these are bullshit numbers, but it is this fucking simple for you. All right. We've got Shopify orders. We've got Shopify dollar sign. That's Shopify revenue. Dollar sign equals money, all right? That's why it's on green, because it's money. (laughs) We got Facebook orders, and we have Facebook spend, okay? So this is how you can understand your contribution to the margin by platform for Facebook. Now, this in the business world is known as a profit and loss statement, right? And this is a contribution to margin. This is master's level business courses. And I'm going to teach you three fucking months of master's courses in the next five minutes. All right? So here's what you do to understand what is the contribution to your margin from Facebook. Now, when I was lighting up Taylor, when he was talking about well, the latency from, uh, from Commentary Collective, about the latency over November is so huge, you should spend into it and why it was bullshit. Because he doesn't understand this principle, or he does understand it, and he's selling bullshit anyway. Either way, it's irresponsible. Um, So here's where we're going to go. This is month by month, all right? And this is an example scenario. This is absolutely nobody I've worked with. I literally just bullshitted this thing live on camera on Saturday. Month one, 100 orders on Shopify, and we made 1000 bucks. All right, our product's like an AOV of $100 or $10. I I did that math to keep it stupid fucking simple, okay? Now on Facebook, Facebook one day click says, oh, we got 82 orders. Now mind you, I'm using one day click because I'm doing real data. I'm not doing like vanity metrics. <laughs> uh, now Facebook spend was 500 bucks. Okay. Now Facebook spend with that 82 orders is a good number. I'm somewhere in, I'm probably hitting like, you know, 1.7 or something, whatever the math is, right? Like I'm okay, right? I'm happy with it. Uh, but, you know, whatever. But because I actually made 100 orders at $1,000 revenue, my month for this line item, say that's July, is a 2x ROAS. So my Facebook contribution to the margin was 82% of my sales. And Facebook spend, now maybe Facebook's the only place you're spending money, but you have like a strong like email team. And you can drop in here, what's my, what's my like cost? Like what am I paying a monthly salary to my email team? Right? You can bake in all these costs. It's a very simple equation, but you can do this like 20 line items lot and wide, and, and every financial person at your company is already doing this thing. But for you to understand what success looks like for your business, all right? Purpose of this conversation, you're an idiot. You're not running Google-branded search, you're, and, you don't, and, and you've got some email con- customer service team, whatever. That, that's, demean- that's demeaning. You're not an idiot. You just don't understand. You're starting off on a small budget, and you're getting there, right? Okay, fair enough. So... Month one, you've 2X your ecosystem, but Facebook says you only got like a 1.7 or whatever the math is if you want to do, you know, 82, $820 off of 500 spent, okay? Month two, 
you got 120 orders and you made $1,200 in revenue, right? And your Facebook order says, oh, well, I got 102. So it's still about 70, 80% of your, of, your, of your orders and you spent 600 bucks, right? So again, 600 out of the 1,200, your face, your overall ecosystem is at a 2x, but now you spend 600 to get 102 orders. So you're still not even at a 2x on, on Facebook, but you're, you've, you've scaled your spend by 100, but you've scaled your revenue by 200. But because of the ratio, right, they're both basically scaled about 20%. Now what happens the next month is you get 150 orders. Maybe somebody came back, maybe people are hearing about the brands, they got the product, they're telling their friends, whatever reason. So you got $1,500 in revenue this month. But out of those orders, only 128 came from Facebook and you spent $700. So now your Facebook's actually getting less efficient, right? Your Facebook went from like a high 1.8 to a low 1.8 or a high 1.7. But it's also taking up a smaller percentage of your overall contribution to your margin, right? So your expenses this month was only 700, but your revenue this month was 15. So now you're at a 2.1x ROAS for your business. But your Facebook got worse. Then what happens the next month? You get 200 orders. Facebook's 150. We've now gone from an 82% of your revenue to 75%. And you went up another 100 bucks and you're spent. But your revenue went up 500. Now you're, like a, you're at a 2.5. So when I'm looking at this system, I'm seeing, well, I'm scaling my Facebook spend by roughly 100 bucks but I'm actually probably getting a little bit less efficient because I'm raising my budget. So my bids are getting a bit higher. I'm losing some of the, you know, the optimization, all of that stuff. But my overall Shopify ecosystem is growing each month because some customers are coming back. Some people get product and tell their friends there's organic. There's all sorts of stuff. So the bottom line is when people say, well, my Facebook is running at a, when somebody says, oh, I want to spend a hundred grand, but I need to do it at a three X on Facebook. My question is, do you need a 3X on Facebook or do you need a 3X for your business? And then my question is, how much of your business comes from Facebook? And then my question is, have you tested turning Facebook off? Because you're like, well, I can spend a quarter million dollars a month on Google branded search. Like, yeah, what happens when you shut off Facebook? <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna spend 30 grand on non-branded search, you're gonna lose your fucking ass. You're probably gonna be more profitable though because you're not wasting money on branded search if somebody was gonna buy from you anyway. But the point here, this is the simple math that I did on a fucking napkin that I explained to you in 10 minutes. This is several courses in a master's level class. But the point of this is, if you can understand the contribution to your margin. Now, when I do this, I'll actually have Facebook percentage of orders, right? And I'll have a CPA and, and a ROAS, right? So I'll, I'll add in a couple other columns to this. But when you look at this, you can start to look at your actual business objectives. You're no longer a Facebook media buyer. You're an asset to the company that's worried about the financials and you're actually like a director of acquisition because you're running the Facebook side. You can actually have a conversation with the finance team. You can have a conversation with the CEO of the company where you know his financials better than he does or she does, right? So the point of it is, if you can understand this piece, you're gonna be able to have the conversation that says, well, yes, it went from a 3X on Facebook to a 2. And here's why it's better for your business. And the conversation for that is simple. Three points, or I guess four. One, did you get more customers this month than last month? Yes or yes. Awesome. So you got more people that could potentially buy again. Is the LTV on that customer higher this month projected than it was last month? Is your LTV rising month over month because you're getting better at your email team? 
your, your upsells, your, your retention. Maybe you're getting two purchases after the fact instead of one. Like you're getting better at customer service. So you're getting more money from your customer. You're actually running a business, not just front-ending on Facebook. Yes, I'm, I, as a business, we're getting better respecting our customers and we're getting more customers. Then the bottom line is, are you getting more revenue? Did your revenue grow at a percentage basis higher than your Facebook media spend? If the answers mm -hmm. to those three questions are yes, then you're not spending enough on Facebook. <sighs> and that might mean that you're running a 3X on Facebook. And let me, let me, too long didn't read to quote my buddy Rob, who might be watching this or not. Let me make this really simple. Would you rather 3X 500 a day or 1.5X 30 grand a day? 30K. Yeah. I was running business. I've run $30,000, $50,000 a day at a 0.8. Why? Because my new customers every month was increasing. The LTV was increasing. Your job on Facebook isn't to make a business work. Your job on Facebook is to provide enough opportunity for your CRM team, your product development, and your customer service to generate revenue. And you do it at a way where you pay for your salary. Everything after that is money you're leaving on the table. And if you, somebody and a business owner doesn't understand that, you break it down simple. Here's your revenue last month. Here's your Facebook spend. If I had spent an extra $500 on Facebook a day, an extra thousand over the month, this is how much more revenue you could have. And your LTV went up two bucks a customer, but you didn't let me get you an extra thousand customers. So you just lost two grand on each customer, right? So that is, that's the math you need to be talking about. And so I'm just bringing that up because Facebook media buyers, our job is gonna be replaced. I mean, honestly, you should just run a, a, a dynamic creative campaign at fucking broad, take out the losers and then automate your account. And you honestly only have to spend 45 minutes, maybe an hour a day on a Facebook account. If you're spending more than that, you're not working smart enough. So you got to figure out some other reason that some asshole should pay you because your job is being replaced by a machine and it's far better than you. So your job isn't to buy media. Your job is to be an asset to the business. If you can talk Ooh. to a business owner about his bottom line, about he's going to be able to hire more people because he needs to satisfy a greater customer base, you are going to be able to ask for more money and you're never going to lose that client. Two business 101 right here with there you go. Man. I do have an MBA. I do, I do have an MBA. And uh, <laughs> hold on a second. Wait a minute. I do. I really do. <laughs> the first rich ad poor ad guest with also, an MBA. Also, yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> well, get, hey, give everybody an idea, man. How can people kind of get in touch? What's clicking over there? Yeah, so for me, uh nothing. I, I uh, have a Twitter handle at CT the Disruptor. I got a Facebook group, uh, Sexy Tips, Tricks, and Tactics, um, <laughs> which you can find on Facebook. Uh, just Google fucking Sexy Tips and Tricks and Tactics, Facebook, whatever. It should be there. Or ask your friends that want to make money, and somebody will tell you. Um, and then uh, I also have a Patreon where, like, you can pay twenty bucks to get access to like all my eBooks, and I, I drop a new eBook about every two three months. Um, and that twenty bucks is like the lowest cost. It's like it's basically just like. Look, I give, and, and for, for the record, yes, it's paygating. And I was just railing on fucking gurus for paygating shit. Every week in my live, I give homework. Like, this was the homework for this week. Was literally like, in five minutes, understand how much money you're not making because you're worried about Facebook row ads, right? 
this is a 10-minute exercise. I did it on the back of a fucking uh, post-it, okay? Mm. So my point is, in the lives, you do the homework, you get anything from the Patreon for free. It's only paygated if you want to skip the line. Or if you're like, hey, look, uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Can I just say thank you? Right? And, and so the, the Patreon is like that. And so I've got 20 bucks a month to join that. And then I do have like a, a Slack channel where people do come to me and like we do actually share like, they like take screenshots of the business where like things they don't want in the public. And if you want more of a one-on-one kind of relationship but you don't want to pay me for my time on an hourly rate. And again, if you do the homework, that's 50% off. So like my main focus is to help as many people as I can because the more people I talk to that are good at this, the more problems I solve, like it's sharpening my sword. I'm not sitting around on some lesson I learned five years ago trying to say that I'm any good at fucking Facebook. I'm solving front-end problems every fucking day for as many people as possible, which makes me fucking good at my job, right? <laughs> like, most of the stuff that I know have come from somebody asking what they thought was a dumb question, and I didn't have a good enough answer for them. Like, for instance, two years ago, I had this, like, growth hack on how to scale your business using engaged shoppers. And that came from some 16-year-old dropshipper kid in Germany that was like, hey, what about this thing? And I didn't have a good answer for him. Right? And, my, and, the, and the response back then was literally, like, take all your, all your control campaigns, duplicate them, uh, add, and just layer on engaged shoppers and split your money 50-50 and then spend up where you're getting better success. And at the time, engaged shoppers was an underpriced bit of attention. By the way, if you're not using engaged shoppers, get on board. It's people that it's a, it's a, it's a behavior of people that like to click on a Facebook ad and then spend money. So, like, if you're running Facebook ads and want people to spend money, target engaged shoppers. So, like, uh, it, it's simple. But at some point in time, it's also, like, the HOV lane that's back the fuck up while the regular fucking highway is wide the fuck open. So, like, understand that, like, while it's a fun hack, the idea of it being this unfair advantage in the marketplace is kind of behind us, which is, which is fair, right? So... I love talking to people. I'm also egocentric and, and whatever. I, I, I love getting attention and money. So like, I'm glad to help people out because talking to other people makes me better at my job. The more I explain something to somebody, the better I get at explaining it and makes it more useful when somebody asks me that question later. Like this is the fourth time I've explained that sticky note from Saturday. And I got it done in about mm -hmm. half the time that I did on Saturday, right? So like mm -hmm. I'm getting better and better at it. And the more I explain it, the more mm -hmm. I find mistakes to myself. So mm -hmm. I like to talk to people just so I can stay good at my job. I don't sell shit. I got to eat food. Yeah. So, so let me wrap this up. You can find me on Twitter at CC, the disruptor. I got a show that I do with a buddy of mine named Raba called at the porch online. I'm trying to get onto all the shows, anything that I can do with anybody. I want to be as much help as possible. Um, I highly recommend the DTC newsletter. Uh, you guys had Eric on board. I, I, I've known that guy for years, um, and I met him actually at a conference in Vegas. And it was one of those things where, like, Josh and Snow and Nick, Chuck, all these, all these like pros were on stage, like talking about stuff. And they're like, "Hey, raise your hand and spend a thousand bucks a day." Or, or like, "All right, great." Now everybody, everybody stand up, and then like, just sit down if you're spending. If you, you know, just keep standing if you're spending five thousand a day, at ten thousand a day. And at some point, it was like I was the only asshole in the room still standing. And they're like, "Well, how much are you spending a day?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm." clearing about a million a month on this one brand and everybody just like immediately turned around and started looking at me. And it's funny when I walked in there, 
multiple people are like, oh, hey, Charlie, are you here to speak today? And I'm like, no, 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 these assholes don't want me anywhere near their shit. I'm just here just to like see what the fuck's going on. So bottom line, um, I would love to talk to anybody about anything. If you got a thing, thank you guys so much for having me on board with this. I really appreciate it. Come find me. Uh, and if you ever catch me trying to paygate some shit or going back on what I say, call me the fuck out on it so that I can be a man of my word. And if I go against something that I'm teaching, I got to know that I got to go and update that shit because the world changes. Bruce Lee said, what? Well, I got to be like water, right? Catch me on my shit, please. I love lighting people up because now there's an army of motherfuckers out there trying to catch me slipping. And every time they do, they do it before a client does. And now my customers aren't dissatisfied with me because some asshole on the internet found some well, mistake Charlie, I made well before that guy did. My so man. even the haters <laughs> are making me better on that. was an absolute blast. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry you guys only got like eight words in, but like this is what the conversation with me is like. No, <laughs> it was awesome, man. We'll definitely have you back on. This Please. has been killer. Thank you so much. much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorad.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ad book to learn more about the book go to richadpoorad.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.